It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team, every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council where every Friday I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on Locked on Panthers. So go ahead and get those questions into me now by either adding me or DMing me on Twitter. On today's show, the Panthers are 1-0-19-14 win against the New York Jets. We're going to break it all down right now on Locked on Panthers. Plenty of positives to take away and also some concerning things that we saw, particularly in the second half of Sunday's game. But let's just go ahead and start off. Sam Darnold making his debut against his former team, the New York Jets. And we built this up all offseason as revenge game for Sam Darnold against his former team, a team that gave up on him after three brutal years of him having to be coached by Todd Bowles and, of course, Adam Gase, who was a tragedy and was horrible as an offensive play caller and a head coach. And the Jets didn't really have anything around Sam Darnold. Now, the question was, was it more of the Jets or was it Sam Darnold? Darnold admitted earlier this week that he did not do his job to the best of his abilities, which is very true. And we know that Sam Darnold is a lot better than what we saw of him the last couple of years the Jets. The big question is, how much better is he? And is he good enough to be the long-term option and answer here in Carolina as the Panthers hopefully can finally hoist the Lombardi Trophy and bring it back here to Charlotte, North Carolina and to the Carolinas? That's something that can't be answered today. And I agree with Matt Rule when he talked about you can't make every game 
as a referendum on Sam Darnold, every throw as a referendum on Sam Darnold, we just got to have to let things work and let and see how things are going to play out throughout the season. And he said following the game that he felt like Sam played well. He was not concerned about Sam at all, that Sam was going to come into the game. He's be the same guy he is, even keeled California cool. And he downplayed it as well and just felt like that's what he has to do is help Sam Darnold play well. And today the Carolina Panthers helped Sam Darnold play well against his former team in New York Jets. I did not think this was going to be a revenge game. I haven't said that leading up to the game that I felt the defense, which was a major factor, and we'll get to them in a few minutes. That would be the reason why the Carolina Panthers would win today, not necessarily Sam Darnold. But overall, I thought Sam Darnold played pretty well. I mean, look, what he had 234 yards passing in the first half, had that rushing touchdown right there before the end of the half, and that's now two games. I know one of them was a preseason game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and against their second team defense. So I don't know if you really count it, but if you want to, which I'm going to do right here, that's two games so far. Sam Darnold's gone out there and started for the Carolina Panthers. One preseason, one, of course, regular season. He's led them down the field for a touchdown in the two-minute drill right before the half. Something that we did not see last year with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. So already you see that's an upgrade with Sam Darnold being able to do that, which Teddy Bridgewater was not able to do last season. Now we'll see if he can come back at the end of games and lead a team to a comeback win. Next week against the Saints might be an opportunity for him to do that. Hopefully the Panthers obviously aren't in that situation. But a lot of good things from Sam Darnold today. Um, certainly, I mean, look at his stat line. His only positive things that you can really take away from what he was able to do in the game. 24 of 35 passing 279 yards, two touchdowns, one of those rushing. His passer rating was 102.0, which is really good. Uh, For reference, a perfect passer rating is 158.3. So Sam Darnold played really well for the most part, I thought, on Sunday in the win against the Jets. And getting the ball to Christian McCaffrey is something that is vitally important for the team to have success on offense and something that really helps out the quarterback. I understand. I've already had people tweet at me talking about how they don't like the fact that McCaffrey got 30 touches today, that that's way too much and yada, yada, yada. But here's the thing. There's no other back in the league who does what Chris McCaffrey does as well as him. Why would you ever want to take the ball out of his hands to give it to Chuba Hubbard? Now, nine of those receptions that he had, all nine on nine targets, that's Sam Darnold throwing it to him. And that's Sam Darnold looking for his safety valve and looking at Christian McCaffrey, who's a big-time playmaker, and getting help from him. So maybe you can ask the wide receivers to get open more and not allow Sam Darnold to have to check down to Christian McCaffrey. But, hey, it worked out today where Sam looked comfortable for the most part in the pocket. Second half, things kind of broke down a little bit there as Robert Sala, um, he's not the defensive coordinator, but former defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers, but obviously has major influence in that defense. They brought a lot of pressure But even with the pressure, Sam seemed to be fairly comfortable and confident in that pocket behind that offensive line. That actually played fairly well today. I mean, minus the second half, but only gave up one sack. But overall, I thought Sam Darnold played well. It's a step in the right direction. No turnovers at all. Never even thought that he was going to turn the football over going into this game, considering just the Jets don't offer that much in terms of just skill defensively. Like The pass rush looked good in the second half, as I pointed out. But no, Sam looked really good today. Having Christian McCaffrey certainly helps out. Christian, 21 carries, 98 yards, nine receptions for 89 yards, 187 yards from scrimmage. That helps him out a lot. Thought DJ Moore looked really good. Robbie Anderson, only that one reception was a long touchdown pass, and the deep ball is officially back here in Charlotte and in the Carolinas. And that play, especially for Sam, looked was awesome for him to be able to get a little bit of pressure, maneuver the pocket, moving over to the left, and it'll launch that ball down the field 
perfectly on the money to Robbie Anderson. That's the kind of stuff that gets you really excited about what Sam Darnold could potentially do here in Carolina. We got to see that today. I will say like he did miss a few throws here and there. There were a couple of drops and so not all that's on him. The one that Ian Thomas in the red zone, a little high. Ian still has to be able to come up with that, but he didn't. Either way, that's a miss on Sam. He had the fumble later on in that drive where the Panthers came up with nothing in the red zone, which Matt Rule said he thought they actually would have scored a touchdown had there not been some miscommunication there on that snap. So right there, that's just one of the negative things. That was a turnover, but not an interception. And, you know, it's more of a turnover on downs. That was a fourth down anyway, so it's more turnover on downs than it is really a fumble um, where Sam's, you know, it's a fumble technically, but... You know, not that devastating of a turnover considering who they were playing, but where it occurred, something that you don't want to see. And we'll get into more of the red zone struggles later on in the show. But again, Sam Darnold, I thought played really well today, took what the defense gave him, didn't turn the football over, made good, at least outside of the red zone, but that, you know, whatever. Um, Not whatever, but still. Uh, Didn't turn over the football, protected it, played well. I liked what I saw from him. I don't really feel like you're going to learn too much from today. He obviously didn't make it to be all that what people were trying to make it out to be with all the revenge game whole thing. He just kind of stayed within himself, played well, went out there, beat his former team, and has a lot of positives to take in the next week against the Saints. We're not going to learn it. I don't think we're going to learn a lot from today. Uh, but we'll learn a lot moving forward to see how he plays against New Orleans. And I'm one of those people where I agree with Matt Rule. Not every game needs to be a referendum on Sam Darnold. Played really well in the second, the first half, second half. Wasn't great for the offense overall with the Jets defense really stepping up with the pressure. But all in all, solid day from Sam Darnold. Panthers are 1-0. I'm happy. You should be happy too. And I'm also not just happy. I'm, I'm ecstatic about how the Carolina Panthers defense played on Sunday afternoon against the New York Jets. I'll get into all of that here in just a moment. Football season is back. Let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full season, playoffs, or the Super Bowl. Unlike other fantasy platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. Start today. At runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Runyourpool.com slash locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All 
I told y'all last week that this was not about Sam Darnold getting revenge against New York Jets. It was about the defense making Zach Wilson, the Jets quarterback, his debut, making it absolute hell. And Brian Burns, right after the game, that's what he said. That was our plan, was to make his day hell. Zach Wilson, welcome to the National Football League. The Carolina Panthers defense was fantastic all day long holding the jets 252 total yards just 82 of them coming in the first half they only allowed four of 13 third down conversions fixing one of the biggest problems that they had last season where they were 31st in the league in that category six 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 sacks on zach wilson today brian burns could have probably a couple more he only had one Hassan reddick one and a half so those two guys who have that season-long bet going to see who's going to be the sack total leader for the panthers and between them as well awesome to see what i saw today by that defense and we thought that they would be good we we knew that they'd be good it was just a question of how good would they be shaq thompson Look fantastic. Him and Jermaine Carter Jr. both changing their numbers before the game. There was some thought that maybe that was some sort of gamesmanship. I know Tom Brady, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback, which is still weird to say, is very upset that the NFL has allowed defenders to wear whatever number and he doesn't understand the rule because he's looking at all this tape and then the guys are changing numbers. So now Zach Wilson spent all week looking at number 54, who's now number seven, and he's looking at number 56, who's now number four. Matt Rule actually said after the game that it was more like they had come to him earlier in the week and said that they wanted to do that. And I think Shaq's got approved on Wednesday because he had to pay whatever amount of uh, his jersey sale revenue was out there, at least what was available before he could change his number. And then Jermaine's got his um, approved also on Friday and then they changed the number. So no big deal. But Shaq looked really good in that seven, though, the way he played today. Uh, what, 10 tackles, one sack, an interception, three pass deflections. That man was all over the field. And he's a guy who's got a lot of slander from Panther fans over the years. But man, Shaq looked really good. Looked like that leader of the defense. I know that Steve uh, Smith Sr. said the other uh, day, I mean, during a preseason game, that Jermaine Carter kind of looked like he could be that new uh, leader in the middle of that defense. I mean, Shaq seems to really be that guy. He's a captain for the second year in a row for this team. He played really well. And look, the second half for the team, they they give up what one touchdown that really mattered. The second one they gave up fourteen points. That's nothing. If they're gonna give up fourteen points all season long, and they're gonna hold opponents to under three hundred yards a game, the Carolina Panthers are gonna have a really good season. Now, not every week they're not gonna play the New York Jets. Obviously, uh, the Jets are not a good football team. Could not run the ball at at all, which is a major positive considering just how poor the Panthers have been the last two years in run defense. And just the plugging the holes that Derrick Brown, Daquan Jones were able to do. And then Shaq and Javane Carter helping out as linebackers stepping in to plug the holes. All day long, New York had nothing to do when it came to the running game. Zach Wilson, he actually, you know, sat in there and looked fairly good in the pocket with all the pressure that he was facing. But they made him look pretty bad in the first half. He came back out there, made a couple plays there in the second half, two touchdown passes to Corey Davis. But for the most part, you know, you didn't really see too much out of the rookie. He, he got a good arm, saw some positive things. If you're a Jets fan, good for them. But that Panthers defense, they're going to make a lot of quarterbacks' days look really bad with the way that they played today. And I'm very excited to see what they're going to do moving forward this season. Because that team, it, it the defensive unit continues to play like that. 
there's a real good possibility that the Carolina Panthers will absolutely be a playoff team if that can continue. Now, moving forward, like next week, like that's the thing. When I look to next week against the Saints, and we have all week to talk about this, we'll have the crossover episode with Ross Jackson, the host of Locked on Saints, coming out on Thursday later on this week. So we'll get into all of it. But with today's game for me, like I wanted to see the defense do what they did today. So I'm very excited about that. I want to see Sam Darnold go out there and lead touchdown drives and, and take care of the football. And, and for the most part, he did what I wanted to see. I would have liked to see more points, but it is what it is. The red zone wasn't great. But there's a lot of positive things to take away from this game, and primarily it's the defense. But we're going to learn far more next week against New Orleans, where I'm taping this right now, Sunday, 530. Uh, the, the Saints were up 10 nothing last time I checked in the game against the Packers. They're playing down in Jacksonville because of uh, what happened to Hurricane Ida down New Orleans and the damage to their stadium. I don't know when they're going to be back there at the Superdome, but they're going to be back. They're going to be down here in Charlotte next week. That's the game where we're going to really get a good indication of what the Carolina Panthers could be this season. Now, again, week-to-week league, you saw how, what, the, the Washington football team loses today against the Chargers. Um, I mean, Detroit's came back against San Francisco. Like, there's going to be, it's one week. You never really know what's going to happen week-to-week. Um, but it, it'll be interesting to see, just like, what things look like next week against the Saints. Will the defense continue to play the way they played? Like, they maybe got a little bit tired there in the second half. It was a hot day with the new field turf down there. It makes the field even hotter, which is one of those things where it's like, uh, is that the best decision? I know there's been uh, research on just, like, the player injuries on field turf and then now with the heat index, especially here in Charlotte. Now the Panthers were all white, so that certainly that helped them a lot, and they were hydrated. Matt Rule talked about how they did a really good job of keeping everyone hydrated, and there was no cramps at all um, to, uh, in the game today, which is a positive thing. But next week, that's when we're going to find out really what this team could potentially be. Because we had the conversation a couple weeks ago about what if the Panthers started off 3-0. Because that could change the whole perspective of this season moving forward. Now the Texans, they went out there and they won big against Jacksonville. Urban Meyer looked like a guy who's ready to already go back to college. We'll see if that if they are going to be as a slouch like we think they're going to be. That could be their lone win of the season. But plenty of things to find out later on this season. But a win against New Orleans... It's obviously a division game. That's massively important. And to get ahead of them early on in the season, we don't see them again until, what, week 16 of the season. And then to be able to probably go to Houston. It's a road game, so we know, you, know, you don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, though, go to Houston, be 3-0. Then on the road against Dallas, which I would imagine that they're probably going to have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call if it's going to be the Dallas Cowboys, who played pretty, pretty well on Thursday night against the Bucks. In that game that they just lost, where once again, Tom Brady leading a field goal drive down for the win. When, when have we not seen that, basically? Um, but yeah, tomorrow next Sunday, that's when we're going to figure out how good the Carolina Panthers could potentially be. Today, we saw how really good the defense can be and the potential that they have. Again, it's the Jets, so you can only take away from so much when watching this game. But I liked so far what I saw from Sam Donald and what I saw from the Carolina Panthers defense today in that 19-14 win against the Jets. Now, there were some things, though, that were concerning. The red zone issues continue here in Carolina. We'll get into that here in just a moment. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, 
I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. You guys already know this. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? And if you don't know those flavors, here they are. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors over at Built Bar. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy Two. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, so the positives. Sam Darnold played really well today. Christian McCaffrey still really good at football. The defense was swarming, suffocating, made Zach Wilson's debut absolute hell. They played amazing. Six sacks, only 252 yards they gave up on the day. 82 of those coming in the first half. Panthers defense looked great. Offense looked good for the most part, but they did leave some things to be desired. The second half of the Panthers on Sunday against the Jets was... It was a tough one to watch. And even the first couple of drives before they even got down and finally scored, it was the first quarter was very slow. The first, third quarter, you, in this fourth quarter as well, you kind of wouldn't want to throw those away. But the second quarter, Carolina looked pretty good. But there was some periods of the game where you're thinking, man, they really need to put away the Jets. Like 19-14 is a lot closer than the game actually really was. At no point, even though I did kind of tweet out like, ah, I am a little bit concerned by the second half. And as soon as the Jets scored, I was like, yeah. Now I'm officially concerned. Never was I all that worried throughout the game, thinking that the Jets would come back and win the game, just because of how well the defense played. And that Zach Wilson was never going to have enough time. And when Makai Becton, who went down with that knee injury, hopefully he's going to be okay. But that one, that one looks serious. And I don't know if he's going to be back for the Jets, which would be very tough for them. And obviously for Zach Wilson. But once he went out and had to put in George Fan at left tackle, I, I was never really worried about the Jets coming back and winning that game. When the Jets did score late, not being able to score before the two-minute warning forced them to do the onside kick. And now that they've changed the rules, which makes it basically impossible to recover an onside kick, unless you're playing against the Atlanta Falcons, of course. I know the Jets weren't going to win that game, and the Panthers were able to, of course, salt that game away. But the second half was just, ooh, not, not great. 28 yards in the third quarter for the Panthers' offense. Never acceptable, especially against the New York Jets. And I give the Jets credit for the defensive changes that they made at halftime and sending a lot of pressure, especially with in the interior. Dennis Daly, uh, he didn't didn't really seem to have the best day. I he did gave up a few pressures that I saw. Matt Paradis continues to struggle. Elfline, eh, you know, it's Pat Elfline, but the two tackles, obviously Moten was solid and Cam Irving didn't hear didn't hear his name basically all day, which means he played really well for the Panthers. But overall, just the second half, looking at the drive, a punt, 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 field goal, punt, end of game. Now, they got the field goal when they needed to get it to make that 
a two-score game again. And once they score, it was it was insurmountable for the Jets. I mean, the, the game was over basically at halftime, really. The Jets were never going to score enough points to beat the Panthers today, which obviously the objective of the game. But once the Panthers were up 16-0, there just wasn't going to be a scenario where the New York Jets were going to come back and win. I understand that, yeah, it's only a two-score game, but just the way that things were going for them offensively and how well the Panthers' defense was playing, I never really felt like they were going to go out there and win. But only having a punt, punt, field goal punt, and then end of the game, that's just not going to be enough for the Panthers moving forward. Like, they do that again next week against New Orleans. We only score three points in the second half and only have 28 yards in a quarter, whether it's the first, second, third, I mean, especially if it's in the fourth, <laughs> they're not going to beat the Saints. And that's the thing. Today, it's a good win. It's the, it's the NFL, so... Yeah, it looked more like a two-score game, which is what we I expected. I think a lot of us expected going into it. The NFL, most of these are one-score games. The Panthers got a one-score win again today. And 19-14, you would have liked to score, see more points scored, execute better in certain situations. But it's a win. But overall, it's just like, was that the most convincing performance? The scoreline maybe doesn't suggest it when you watch it. The way they played defensively, yes. Offensively, left a lot to be desired. And that's... Coming away from a day where Darnold looked really good in the second, in the first half, where he didn't really, he didn't turn the ball over outside of that one fumble, which, you know, turnover on downs more than really a fumble, but still. McCaffrey played really well. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson only had that one catch with a long touchdown. The Terrace Marshall had a couple drops there, kind of struggled a little bit, but still, I'm thinking he's going to be, he's going to be better moving forward. A lot of positive things to take away, even the offensive line only gave up one sack. Now they did give up way more pressure there in the second half, and they got kind of whooped up on there, especially in the running game until the end where Richie had a great block, Irving had a great block to free up McCaffrey for that basically the game ceiling first down there at the end of the game. Just overall, though, I don't know if they play like they play today, I'm not convinced that they beat the Saints. And I don't think that's I'm stepping out of line by saying that at all. Um, New Orleans, again, who is up against Green Bay, as I'm recording this, don't know what's going to happen in that game, but they, they're going to beat the Packers. That's going to be a really good win for them. They're going to feel really confident, and I don't know if we would feel all that confident given their performance today against the Jets team. That's not very good if they play like that again against the Saints. Now, if the defense plays the way they play, they're going to have a hell of a chance to win. Now, the offense only comes with 19 points and goes punt, 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 field goal, punt, and, at the end, and then the game's over. That's not likely to get it done. And the red zone issues also continued for the Panthers. Only one for four in the red zone when it came to touchdown. They were 28 out of 32 teams in the league last year. They got to be better. Because again, like that's not going to be enough against the Saints next week. Sam Donald did miss that throw to Ian Thomas. One that Ian... Has to find a way to come down with, but still high throw, missed throw there by Sam Darnold, and then a fumble later on. So the Panthers come up with nothing. And that's just not going to get it done against the Saints and better teams in this league. Against probably the majority of the teams. Maybe the Houston Texans, you might be able to get away with it. But everybody else on the schedule, if they go down there and they fumble, don't come up with nothing in the red zone, that's not going to work. Santoso had two field goals, one from 22, one from 29. You never like to kick field goals from the four-yard line, but that's the situation that they were in there. And then he, he did miss an extra point. Again, two, it's, it's a tryout. We'll see if he stays on the roster after next week, after the Saints game. Then they owe the Giants the pick that they gave away. Santos, what he came out and did in the preseason against the Steelers, hitting a 52-yarder, even though he doinked it in, but making all five of his field goals, 
was very impressive for a guy who stepped off the plane the day before, just met his team and went out there and performed well in a kicking battle against Joey Sly, who's now with the Houston Texans. I think Sly actually had a pretty good day, so good for Joey, but he's not here anymore. We'll see if Santos is the answer. I don't know. I was saying throughout the preseason that you just don't find good kickers available here in August. Santoso might be the answer, or he might not be. We'll find out later on. That's what I'm saying. Next week, that's when we're going to really get to understand more about this team and what they could potentially do here in 2021. The red zone issues, they've got to be better in the red zone. They have to execute in the second half like they did not do today. They cannot have the same second half they had today, scoring only three points against the Saints next week and think to win. That's Goes the same with pretty every team that they're playing in the NFL, maybe outside the Houston Texans. Defense played really well today. If they're going to get six sacks a game, this Panthers team is going to be formidable. They're going to be a force. Of course, they're going to face better offensive lines like the one next week against New Orleans Saints. That's where we're going to really get to see how good this team can be. Sam Darnold, he plays the way he played today, particularly in the first half throughout the season. He's going to earn himself a lot of money, definitely. And Chris McCaffrey, man. Again, I said I think he's going to have another 1,000-1,000 season. The 30 touches they had today, almost 200 yards all, um, from scrimmage, makes it pretty convincing that that's going to happen again for him here if he can stay healthy for a full 17-game season here in 2021. Panthers are 1-0, 19-14 winning against the Jets. Learned some things, didn't learn everything. We'll learn a hell of a lot more next week against the Saints. But all I care about right now is that the Panthers have a W, and they're singing Sweet Caroline, which is so corny. But, hey, it's, I guess it's a tradition down at the stadium. Beautiful day here in Charlotte. Panthers are 1-0. I'm happy about that. So should you. And we'll talk again tomorrow as we look forward to the week against the New Orleans Saints. This has been another episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday you can meet your weekly Friday mailbag questions. So go ahead and get those into me now by either adding me or DMing me on Twitter. Matt Rule will have his day after press conference on Monday. I'll react to that and look ahead to the rest of the week. There was an injury. We'll see, get more of an update there on Miles Hartsfield, who Matt Rule said it might be a significant injury. So we'll see if we get more information on that on Monday and in the days to come. That would be a big loss considering Boye. He's only going to be suspended for one more week, but not really sure what his health status is after he had that preseason injury. So we'll get into all of that and more on the show tomorrow as we look ahead to Sunday's game against Saints. Panthers are 1-0. Let's go. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.